This is Rocks a Lot from the On the Rocks podcast coming to you live and direct. New episode out now. We were all his coming at you live Monday evening. Yeah, with yeah. The VMAs playing in the background. I don't know yeah. if this is for us or not. Though. I don't know. They got Liz out here now, though. I mean, they got the hip hop out the way early. Cardi B already got the hip hop awards, so they got that out the way. She has a big twerking booty on stage, like a blown up. Oh, is that Lizzo? Yeah. Oh, that's Meg Thee Stallion. I'm a little bit behind you because I'm watching on Sling. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, be. so that's Meg. It's on mute, but she like she is killing it. Is this the yeah. is this the joint with did she remix with the baby? I can't hear it. It might be, but Yada's uh my my 
on the Rocks podcast correspondent Yada is in the background taking detailed notes about what's happening for me so that I can provide the content at the same time, provide your content. See, I'm multitasking right now. You know what I mean? So you get your five minutes. You was right <sighs> about LB. Whole album, 19 tracks. Uh, what was it? like? Maybe like 16, 17 tracks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, you know, with my five minutes, I just wanted to say my name is Rocks a lot, and I do the On the Rocks podcast exclusively on SoundCloud. And this week, we talked about a lot of different subjects. Uh, particularly, we referenced uh, a new album by Rhapsody called Eve. Now, I wanted to use a portion of my five minutes to discuss this album with the gang gang today. <laughs> I think that this is one of the most important albums to drop in this decade. Wow. If you ask me, because I want to get the hyperbole out of the way right now. If you ask me, this is what we wanted the sequel to Miseducation of Lauryn Hill to sound like. Okay. Ooh. From a production standpoint, from a lyrical standpoint, a conceptual standpoint, a relevant standpoint. This was a very significant album that Rhapsody released upon us, and I think we need to make sure we give her her flowers, no matter what her numbers come back as, no matter what impact this has as we go forward in the streaming, disposable music era. I think we need to stop and pause and, and just give her her flowers for what she did with this album. She has all the attention right now, and I think she delivered what I would call a five-mic album, a 10 out of 10, if you ask me, and I think it was extraordinary. I mean, she had a Queen Latifah verse on her album. And she bodied the verse, too. So that being said, check out Eve, preferably on Tidal, maybe even on Spotify if you roll that way. I think it's one of the most important albums to drop. If you call yourself a hip-hop head, check it out from the bars. I mean, some of the metaphors, the analogies, some of the, the concepts were just some of the most incredible stuff you've seen probably since a Kendrick album, maybe. So <clears throat> I put her right up there with the Kendrick album in terms of what this album did, the impact it had on me. I think it was supremely dope. Also, the last thing I wanted to touch on with my five minutes, you know, because on my show, the On The Rocks podcast, exclusively on SoundCloud, new episode out today, we like to expound upon on topics. And I wanted to talk briefly about this Popeye chicken sandwich thing real quick. Now, it's okay. It's fine and dandy to love a Popeye sandwich. A chicken sandwich is a great deal. It's okay to get in line. What I want to talk about are the people that want to distinguish themselves from us. And by us, I mean our culture. By pointing out what we could be doing instead of buying a chicken sandwich from Popeye's. For example, the folks that say, oh, I hope people are as excited about your best friend's business as you are about this Popeye's chicken sandwich. And I'd say to them, well, does this nigga sell a $3.99 chicken sandwich? <laughs> Is it delicious? Can I get it now? Can I line up and go get one now? Oh, okay, well, does this t-shirt cost $3.99? What about his mixtape? You know, this is all a marketing thing. If you make things people like, they will flock to it, like a chicken sandwich. But if you're not doing anything that people like, they're not going to flock to it the way they flock to a delicious that I've never had chicken sandwich. The two things are not equal, okay? Don't distinguish yourself by talking down on black people for the things they want. Let them be ha let us be happy, all right? We don't talk down on motherfuckers for lining up for iPhones and Xboxes and Jordans and shit. Let's line up and get some Popeyes because at the end of the day, you still have to go to a Popeyes to get one, and we won't wish that upon nobody. That's all I got, man. On the Rocks podcast, out now, new episode featuring my homeboy Dwight. Rocks Report, the political and local news show, is coming soon, sponsored by the Real Old Heads and the NBC Media Group. Watch out for that. What's good, man? Uh, the Popeye's chicken thing. I I didn't realize how real it was, bro. 
I drove by Popeyes <laughs> on a Thursday, and the line of the drive-through literally spilled out into the main street. Hey, listen. Um, there's certain things you have to do as an African American to keep that card, and uh, experiencing a Popeyes chicken sandwich. Have you had one the sandwich? Them. Bro, I tried every single day last week to get one of them sandwiches. But the way my impatience and yeah. lunch break is set up, I couldn't do it. I couldn't see myself sitting in the drive-thru for an hour to get the sandwich. I want to try it real bad. But I just haven't been able to get my hands on one yeah. yet. I just it's, it's all my fault. It's one of those things where you got to you gotta let it die down a little bit. Then you just walk in right. and peacefully eat one and enjoy it. That's what, all I'm waiting for because I want hey, two but, of them things. Hey, hey, hey. But do my we know concern? that they come in like mild, hot, and original? They come in spicy and original. Oh my so gosh. my thing is this, though, bro, I don't know that this hype is going to die down. <laughs> I don't know that it's going to do that. Um, I, were, I went past a Popeye's the other day that said they're only selling 175. And when they out, they out a day. That's Dang. it. I'm selling 175 a day. And when I'm and done, I'm done. You know what? I don't know what triggered this, but um, these sandwiches have been out. And this is kind of the point I wanted to say about the whole the idea of you know, confusing people being excited for a chicken sandwich over their lack of excitement for your tie-dye shirt business on Facebook. You know what I mean? Like, it was literally the word of mouth yeah. that blew this up. Right. Popeyes ain't did nothing different. They still got my aunt slinging chicken in the commercials. They haven't changed anything. The song's still the same. They just put out a new sandwich. I don't even think there the people at... I don't even think the people at Popeyes knew the new sandwich was coming. My heart condition just went away. There you go. You let it Finally out. Finally got it out, boy. I was a right, man. about to kill over on everybody. Damn right. Not today, Satan. Not it won't show time, today, baby. baby. Won't show time, baby. Uh, no, nah. but I do want one of these sandwiches because I am a big fan of Chick-fil-A sandwich. Yeah, I mean, it's all right. You know what I mean? But then, you know, don't go ahead and hate because you will eat up. Okay, so in order, it will be PDQ, then Chick-fil-A. And then everybody else, cause the you know the McChicken's cool. The Wendy's nah, chicken, chicken sandwich shit. is all right. Wendy's chicken sandwiches, it's light work, man. Like, but you, in comparison you know what? to what we have, I'm gonna be honest with you, cause I, I'm a avid, obsessive Wendy's. I eat too much Wendy's. When I go, it's gonna be Wendy's. You know, that's who I'm gonna see on the way down in the casket is Wendy. Wendy know but, what you want when you walk in. Hey, listen, man. I eat too much Wendy's, but I tell you one thing about that chicken sandwich. When you in the drive-through line, that chicken sandwich got so much potential. When you sitting in line, you looking like, oh, at I'm that picture. Switch it up. That picture I'm about to looks- switch it up. I ain't gonna get the single. You know what I mean? I'm about to get that juicy chicken sandwich with that lettuce and that. And then you get that motherfucker, and it's like it's been on the counter for like yeah, 30 minutes when yeah, you bought it. And shit. Yeah, it, it do be out for a while. No, I'm with it you on hurts. that. I'm with you on that. It does look like those pictures, boy. That picture be hyping up everything. Bro, when you and that drive, because I'm always at lunchtime, so I'm always waiting in line. Mm-hmm. So I have a little time to, to look at the menu. Mm-hmm. And I just be sitting there like, you know what? That chicken sandwich might be the joint today. Like, I even went to go get Popeyes. The line was too long. Mm-hmm. I was too far from work to sit in that line. And then on my way back, stopped and got the chicken sandwich. And I was like, damn. Probably should have just went ahead and got a single today, baby. All this, <laughs> all this over a damn chicken sandwich. It better be. It better be what it is. Uh, you know what? My thing is all this. Like I was saying in my little brief intro, I used to work outside of Popeye's for like four and a half years. Mm-hmm. I am very used to the Popeye's experience. There are a lot of people that didn't know what it was like to walk inside the fucking Popeye's <laughs> that, that found out this week. Like, it's a different experience. I don't know what you're expecting. It's a different ex- It's not KFC. It is not KFC. KFC it's does a- have a chicken sandwich, too. 
No, they do, but I'm talking about the experience is yeah. not KFC. You know what I mean? Somebody might just ask you what you want when you three people back in line. Mm-hmm. What you getting, bro? And then just start making it and hand it to you and tell somebody. Shit, they might ask you to just hand them the cash. You know what I mean? You might just be like, give me the five, bro. You know what I mean? You just give it to him. You walk out with your chicken, man. Hey, look. Somebody might ask you to borrow some money. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, the whole Popeye's experience, man. Like, it, it is a... It is a uniquely black experience inside Popeyes, and I think a lot of people that didn't know that are finding out right now. I think that shit's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> niggas walking into Popeyes expecting like a good morning. You know what I mean? Niggas, no. you walk into Popeyes at my old job, people was rolling their eyes like, "Lord, they just keep coming in this motherfucker." What is the hell? <laughs> it's man. like we sell chicken or something. <laughs> no, that uh, video of your man being like, "It tastes like a neighborhood you ain't been in before." Oh my, oh he ain't have to murder him like that. Lord, why did he have to do him like that? He said it tastes like a neighborhood you ain't been to before. God <laughs> damn. All right, speaking of weekend hype. All right. Power has come back on. Yeah, yeah. Last yeah. season. You yeah, watched it, yeah. right? Yeah, I checked it out. I checked Perfect. it out. Perfect. Yeah. Good, because we have a thing it. here on Real Ojas where we do the deep dive into the power episode. We do a deep dive power episode. Okay, yeah. Deep dive in the power. I got do- a studio audience. My bad, yo. I got a studio audience. So <laughs> We're I got to doing the deep crowd, dive into the, stu- into the power episode. All right, let's go. I'm, I'm ready for it. You know what I mean? I'm well-versed on power. I've been following it for years. I'm here. I have some theories that I want to talk about. So I'm ready. So as, as a power fan, as okay. a 50 fan, okay. I'm ready to sing my heart out. What you mean? On the intro. The intro set off the whole show. Oh, man. Here we go. I forgot Bruh. about that. Let's go. Let's talk about it, bro. Man. Let's talk about it. Let's me, talk about me it. Me and Brittany over here watching. I'm like, what is Ro Timmy doing? I'm sitting here with my fine chocolate goddess Yada, and we sitting there. We ready. Like, I'm ready. Like, my mouth is watering for this. I've been waiting a year for this to drop. <sighs> Take it away, man. <laughs> so, I'm waiting for... I'm listening to Ro Timmy singing, and if I, I found out 25 minutes ago that was Trey Songs. And then I'm listening to the verse, and it's like a mix of the old with the new. Why fifty? Yeah, man. Why I would you it... do that? And then, and then at the end of the episode, you know they're always going to show him doing the live performance of it. So yeah. I had to sit and watch the live performance of it just to get my life back from what he tried to ruin in the beginning of the first five minutes of the show. Hey, listen, man. I'm sitting there ready now first of all i hear i hear the different hook i hear it but it's trey songs is va so i'm trying to because i you know i briefly seen it, some bro. things on twitter i seen some things on twitter so i was like okay i knew what to expect kind of but I, I wasn't thinking about it until i heard the difference and i was like oh shit it's different different yeah and then he starts rapping i never took a straight path nowhere lights full and i'm like okay well maybe he just giving us the remix and then he's like kill or be killed yeah and then he started switching I'm like, up. I'm like what <laughs> we wanted that old thing back, Fifty. Right. What you doing? Right. We wanted one more season Keep of the greatest thing. hit you've ever had outside of in the club, Stop my nigga. It. This is the best song Stop, you know, you've not made. Allowing the slander. It's no slander. It's no slander. I'm a Fifty fan as well, but that's that shit's top three Fifty Cent, my nigga. That was the perfect Fifty Cent verse on that intro. The second you, verse heard, is hard too. Second, though. I was getting ready to say, have you heard the second yeah. verse? It's like the perfect of Fifty course Cent song. I've heard the second song. If he could have released that early on in his career, like that would have been a 2009, 10, 11, 50 cent track. That is, I, that is a um, Massacre vibe song. That album. I just think it had the opportunity to elevate his music at a time that he would have needed it back then. All that being said, oh he man, I was hurt. singles that are dope. I don't know why he just don't come with the whole album. But hey, listen, nonetheless, the... I know I got like 100 likes on Twitter when I was like, listen, we fuck with Trey. 
but that Joe version is iconic. And I got like a hundred likes. I was like right. the third person to post under the fucking tweet. You don't and you don't do that to Joe. The crowd's with me, man. The crowd with yeah, me. Yeah, I don't I don't care what type of money he owe you. You don't do that to Joe. However, a- freaking the recaps never do any justice for me. When you be like, <laughs> Oh, I forgot this happened. Oh, I forgot that happened. It's like the obvious, dog. Now I was not expecting Angela to die. Now that was a twist. Now, but is this a safe space? Because are we deep diving? Is this a safe space? Oh, we deep diving. I don't care if you watch it. Spoiler alert. All right, listen. I I do feel like the recaps really did capture what the fuck power is. It's just a string of moments. It's a string of, it's a string of what the fuck moments. It's a suspenseful what the fuck moment. It's like a, you know, I I I used to read a lot of serial novels that, and basically every chapter ends with a cliffhanger, Mm -hmm. and that's what power is, man. That shit is easily digestible. It drags you along. The best part about this new season is it's like it's like double crosses on top of double crosses at this point. Like it's like layers to the double crossing. It's crazy to me. I have never watched a show where all the main characters miscommunicated so. This didn't communicate with each other at all. All of this could have been avoided if the communication was there. All your man wanted to do was own a nightclub. Your girl <laughs> wanted him to stay in the streets. And now she's mad at all of the foolery that you put him through because you ain't want to support the man's dream. You did not want to support the black man's dream of owning okay. a nightclub and being legit Tasha. I'm blaming this on Tasha. We wouldn't be in this situation right now if she would have just held your man down. Nah, hey, listen, man. We differ on that one. Tasha should have left that nigga years ago. First of all, she'd have what? been straight. Secondly, what do you mean? Oh, no, nah, I mean, no, nah, don't, don't go to secondly. Stay on first, and let's go A, B, and C. Hey, Why listen, should Tasha have left him earlier? Take it from me. Take it from me. The best intentions don't excuse making mistakes. If no matter how well legit, your intentions are, and if you, you want, to go want legit, him to go to legit because you were scared of the money not making it. If he would have wanted to go legit, then he should have he should have he should have drove that boat and convinced his girl that going legit was gonna be the move to make. But he if he didn't to. sell her on it, if he wasn't able to sell her on it, that's on him. Period. Oh, Young Miami. Period. That's that is, the period that with the T wild. at the end of the motherfucker. But listen though, my whole thing is this: there are layers on top of layers on top of layers of double crossing and debauchery. Mm-hmm. Angela being actually dead was probably the only thing that surprised me by the whole episode. Yeah, yeah. It's because I really did think that she was going to be on life support. Mm-hmm. It was going to drag the whole thing mm-hmm. out. The most shocking thing, well, not even most shocking, the most ridiculous part of the whole episode to me is both of these motherfuckers confessing that they loved each other and then acting shocked when she wanted to divorce. I loved Angela. You understand that, right? And then she's like, I love Terry. You understand that, right? right and he's right, like, I want to divorce. He's like, and like, what? Oh my gosh. What? <laughs> oh. Me and Brittany did look at each other like what what just happened here i thought they've been wanting this that was a ridiculous scene to me why is she so dumb to not realize that terry is dead dead um her husband's name is ghost and she doesn't realize that the lover that she has yeah yeah um, that's plot armor man she has to protect that so they can keep part of that story going she has to have something to do in between tommy and ghost scenes sitting in the in the car just calling over like come on dog and then, uh, then Tommy and uh, Tyreek smoking Tuka out here. What are we doing? Smoking Canaan, bruh. Literally smoking Canaan. Like, this is crazy. That's that Canaan Kush, like he said, man. That shit, you know what I mean? You know, I don't want to bring nothing to your show, but goddamn, Canaan Kush. What was it hitting like? That's all I want to know. <laughs> like, nah, but um, what was I going to say? Yeah, that was crazy. Um, 
you know, one thing that uh, Power is starting to not even perfect, but they overdoing a little bit. They have like 15 minute music outros now. Okay. Now, Grey's Anatomy started that shit in 2004, where like it's a dramatic end of the mm-hmm. episode, so they're playing some music while the action's still happening. Mm-hmm. But Power's taking that shit to oh, the yeah, next. Oh yeah, level. yeah, 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 yeah. No, they've like, always done that though. I know, but like this, it just seemed extra because like the episode started with like mm-hmm. 17 minutes of music. You couldn't tell if it was really starting if it was mm-hmm. like a recap. And then the episode ends with like 19 minutes of music. It's mad dramatic, and I'm just like, Jesus Christ, guys! I know we got to get used to power on y'all vibes again, but it seems like y'all being a little extra dramatic this season. God damn. So next Sunday, does Ghost figure out that Tommy's still alive? If he hasn't figured out that Tommy's still alive already, then this ain't Ghost, my nigga. I mean, I know it looked exactly like Tommy in his car, and how could Ghost know through the scope and all that shit, but. And you know, Ghost guess- be going through that emotional roller coaster of we don't know what he be thinking. Cause he'll be crying one minute, then you have that ghost stare off like And my thing is that he um Tommy got too much going on to be pretending like he's hiding. So Ghost gotta find out fast. Yeah. Cause Tommy got way too many things moving right now to be trying to like pretend like he dead. So I think that Tommy our ghost gonna find out real quick. And I think he's gonna find out because Tommy I think they're gonna go back and forth almost killing each other for the whole season. So I think next week it's probably Tommy's turn to almost kill Ghost. What is um uh, Lala's name on the show? I forgot. What's Lala's name on the show? I don't know. I can't think of it. I know that uh, she Lala, gonna mess the whole thing up. I'm about to say her character has been making a lot of changes this <laughs> these last six seasons. She, I mean, she talking about down. She gonna mess up the whole thing. Yo, was that some of the worst acting you've ever seen when she was oh. trying to like look over her shoulder to throw the gun in the water? <laughs> she Bruh. was like, the number one recommendation for everybody is do not watch any type of drama or show before watching Power, because the difference of acting is literally. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, it's look, it's a guilty pleasure for me almost, but the difference in acting and in writing right. um, is a, is kind of night and day, because like the writing is getting a little shaky in the end. Last season, the writing was a little shaky to me. Some of the dialogue and shit was a little shaky. But I think I'm giving this season a whole chance because it's the last one, obviously. So I'm gonna see what's Star, good. What Star should have done was hit us with the uh, the Netflix dog. Just give us all the sh- episodes at once. Ooh, they might have should have. But like, they're like on that old school. They think they they want to be HBO real bad, so they're trying to dog walk this shit to get the average to stretch it out. But yeah, they really need to go to a Netflix approach for this shit. How many episodes we got left? I don't even know. It's probably a good. What is, what, what power are we doing? Twelve. Like. I don't even think it was that many last time. Remember, they had like a strike at episode five or something like that. Oh last shit! I don't, I don't remember. I don't, I don't even know, but we'll see what happens, man. We're gonna ride this chain to the wheels fall all as usual. All right. So hopefully we didn't spoil it too much. But let's dive. Hey, wait, 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 real quick. Yeah. I got my money on Kane and coming back somehow, nigga. Flashback, some fifty cent walking across that camera for this season's over. Oh, I'm yeah, telling yeah, yeah. you. No, no, no. Flashback. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Okay. I'm with all you right, on that because on. Tyreek. Tyreek going it's gonna involve Tyreek somehow when they're asking when he be asking questions. I don't know what it they're sh- planning on doing with him. It should be like a how high scene where they smoke some cane and cush and then he just shows up. Like what you doing? You know what I mean? If they, if they, <laughs> I hope. All right, moving on, moving on, yeah, moving be the on. Worst thing ever. All right. <laughs> so this week's featured artist is our guy Cameron Sanderson from across the pond. I'm assuming because oh. he's a UK title in his uh, his bio. Um, okay, he let's go. He didn't give us an actual bio. We got his press cover, so it was like all of his accomplishments and stuff like that. So I'm not really too sure where he's from or what he's about or anything like that. Um, all right. But first song of the evening, this one's going to be called A Few Floors Up. 
A few floors up. Let's, Let's go. I'm not sorry for who I am. Smothering me in emotions I can't stand. I'm not depressed. No, I'm not sad. Bring me down to your level if you can. I'm not on your level. I'm just a few more floors down. I try, but it's never been that simple. I'm only a few floors down. I'm so stupid Yeah, I'm so sad I'm so lost within myself I don't know who I am I need you here To hold my hand Please just tell me when you're free Or cancel plans I'm not far from you I'm only a few floors up I have to say that I have some issues But I am only a few floors up That was our first song of the evening, A Few Floors Up by Cameron Sanderson. That was a beautiful ballad, yo. I know, vibes, yo. Vibes, man. Yeah. I had the lighter up, man. Vibes, man. Absolutely. I like that. That was cool, man. Yeah, Different change of pace. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. Like, sound like a young oasis. And I always said that because oh. he's from England. But, you know, a young oasis out here in these streets, man. That was bad. That was, I mean, that was dope. That was dope. No, that shout out to him. Dope. Yeah, I definitely yeah. like that. A Few Floors shout Up. A Few I've, Floors Up, man. I freaking forgot to do it. What'd you I do? I gave you your five minutes too early. Our intro song was by our guy Coldway. Ah, oh, man, hospitality. I did. Sorry about that, Coldway. That was that Jake was fire, man. I was vibing to it before the show started getting my mind right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, my bad. Um, Shout out to you, man. 
So the Rhapsody album, I did not get a chance to listen to that because I was trying oh, to catch up on everybody else. This must be how you feel when I do what you just did yep. to me. Yep. North Carolina native Snow Hill. Mm-hmm. North Carolina native. I looked up Snow Hill on Google Earth. It is the smallest place in Eastern North Carolina. He looked Bro, it up it, on Google Earth. <laughs> it's so small. It doesn't even have any franchises. Like all the stores, it's like really a burgers and fries joint. There's really like the a, a grocery store. It's, it's like all local shit, man. It's a really small place in North Carolina, man. I was so busy this weekend, and then I was, I, I forgot what I had to do on Friday that I couldn't even go to the gym on Friday. So I didn't get a chance to listen to anybody's music until yesterday and oh, today. Man. So that means oh. I had to stay off of all types of social media so that I couldn't hear anything about Jeezy's album. Oh, man. Oh, man. So and I, I, I did see did your tweet about Rhapsody's album being that good, and so, and hey, I wonder liking it after I the, was, Is he completely producer of that album? No, it's uh, Crisis, uh-huh. uh, Ninth Wonder, mm-hmm. Knots, and a guy named Chris G, I believe. Oh, it's just four producers, but they all sound like Ninth Wonder. It's just four, but it, it sounds like uh, they all sound like you Ninth know, Wonder. Knots is from 7-5. Knots is from 7-5. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Norfolk Native. So Norfolk Crisis and Crisis is a part of the um, that little brother producer lineage back in the day. Okay. Because they used to do but the yeah. same type of beats back then, too. So, yeah, I can see that. Hey man, I'm trying to tell you that album. I will be listening to it tomorrow. Very special. That'll be the first album I listen to. I couldn't get through Missy's album. It's like five songs, my dude. Is it really five songs? (laughs) Yeah, it's like five songs, and one of the fifth songs, an acapella of the fourth song. That's a goddamn shame. Because I stopped at three. You're not about this life. No, I couldn't do it. It was like the vibe, my vibe. It was like I don't know. It definitely sounded. It definitely sounded like Missy. I will give Missy that. I just couldn't appreciate it in the moment of when yeah. I was listening to it. Right, and you do gotta you you have to make sure sonically you're in the right place to hear it because right. you know a big part of what she do is the music. Right. But um, it really is five songs, and the fifth song is an acapella of the fourth song, so no excuse. Damn, I couldn't. <laughs> and that goes to show you that I just press play and just go to what I'm doing. I know that that's what's up though, but yeah, give it a real shot sonically. Play it in a whip or something, you know what I mean? Somewhere where you can get the energy up. But like, yeah, I probably do that right when we get off of this. I'll probably just play it right here if it's only four. Songs. Yeah, she, she don't she don't miss the beat for real. She don't miss the beat. I'm looking at the track listing now. I'm hitting info on title, and it is 14 minutes, including the acapella. So it's about 12 minutes long. TM 104. Let's fucking go. I, I'll let you take it away, Calgon. <laughs> Like Porter Miami 2, TM 104. I expected like the energy and vibe that I had when those came out what, 15 years ago. Ooh. No, hold on. Which one which one lived up to its sequel name better? Oh, Porter Miami man. 2 or TM 104? Which one was a worthy successor to the name? Neither. 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 Oh my They had goodness. good songs up there that lived up okay. to the name. If matter of fact, if what is it? MLK Boulevard. If Tim was one oh four was nothing but MLK Boulevard, it would have been insane. You know, I mean, I don't know if I think I'm pretty sure you're the one who said this, but it did feel like a mixture of the recession and Thug Motivation one oh one. And when I describe it that way, I put it up there with those albums in some ways like in that pantheon of albums so i thought it was really good 
I thought I was really impressed. It's, it's I, I went good. Into, yeah, it's good. I went Just into like it. I said, Ross was good too, but it's not. You don't live up to the. Now Ross, his album did what I expected it to do. Stop it. But Jeezy's album was better, far better than I expected it to be. Now it might have been a little bit longer than it needed to be, but it was better than I thought it would be. Jeezy had, I think, some of the songs that uh, Jeezy on his album have more replay value, and, and I play more than I play Rick Ross's replay that, value. That's song. a fact. That's a fact. Um, yeah. I, I think there's about three skips on Jeezy's album, and it's yeah. the, it's the slower ones, uh, like Fake with, Love, the uh, one with Gunna, Ball, Ball Greasy was a skip for me. Even Ty Dollar was a skip. Like, come on, come on. I didn't think I didn't think the Ty Dollar one was that bad. It's not um, bad, but it's just like you're, you're just throwing off the whole vibe now. The CeeLo joint was really good to me. Yeah. I really liked that. That gave me hard recession vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I like I liked it, man. I thought I thought he gave me that old classic Jeezy uh, feeling. You know what I mean? Like that whole Jeezy vibe. He, he brought it back. I didn't even think he could make songs with that kind of energy still. So I was really impressed with just the fact that they was turned. The joint with Gunner was hard. Uh, Jeezy got the better deal out of the feature from Rick Ross because yes, Jeezy didn't he did. give him he did. a feature on. He phoned that in. Yeah, he didn't write did it down. It. He, matter of fact, it sounded like he had just finished another song and he was like, just throw that other beat on real quick while I'm in here. And I'm going to just knock this one out too for Ross. Outside of that, I'll have to go back and listen to these again. I didn't get a chance to listen to 89 to Africa by Jardinia. I didn't get a chance to listen to Trader Truth's Exhale. I didn't get a chance to listen to Fifth by Obi Trice, which I'm actually interested in listening to Obi Trice's album. Yeah, I want to see what he's up to because yeah, Obi yeah. Trice could spit. Right, and he, then, he got caught in that machine of trying to make certain songs for the label he was on, but he could always rap. His albums were always dope. And then Blue Eminem Four delivered exactly what I expected from Pee Wee Longway in the Blue Eminem Four catalog. He was the only one that actually provided me the fourth of all the Blue Eminems. Okay. 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 So, how, what you about to say? No, nah, how'd you get into Pee Wee Longway? Just been being in North Carolina and shit? No, no, because Pee Wee Longway is, is in Atlanta. But um, hip hop early. So I used to be heavy on hip hop early just to find new music. So I'll just, okay. just click on random songs. And I seen his name one day. And I was like, what the hell is a Pee Wee Longway? I clicked it. I think it, <laughs> I think it was um, I think it was Good Crack. And I was like, this song Pause. is incredible, yo. Crack, and that was on that was on Blue Eminem too, and he had Blue Eminem one before that, and I don't think he had anything else outside of that. And then ever since Blue Eminem two, I listened to that whole mixtape. That's hosted the one that's hosted by DJ Drama is hard. I mean, how would you describe him to somebody who hadn't heard any of his music before, like in terms of lyrics, beats, flow, whatever? Um, you could put him in the same category as like a Skipper the Flipper. Um, <laughs> you name another obscure ass rapper to compare him to? Yeah. <laughs> Name somebody we might have heard of before. Okay, so think about when Migos came out back in the day with Trap Out the Bando, got two okay. light ran both. That okay. that style, that that okay. straight right. Atlanta streets trap young version, like not old Gucci man, not established rappers, like young fresh new sound. Like the first time gotcha. you heard Chief Keith, you were like, I ain't never heard this before. It's the same yeah. thing like you first heard. Um, Migos, they all were a part of that whole entire thing. That whole even hey, with Thug and Rich Homie Quan, all that was at the same time. The first time I heard Chief Keith, I was in the state of Illinois. Man, it was something else, man. It was something else. He hadn't hit nationwide like talking about yet, but boy, was he big out there, Paul. Finally, Rich is still like the greatest album. One yeah, of, yeah, one of the top top albums of all time. Um, but to circle back to uh, Jeezy, I forgot to say this. 
I think my problem was when I was listening to these albums from them, I started remembering old music that they had that was just uh-huh. such classic. So I would stop it in the middle of it and then go like when I was listening to Jeezy's album, I stopped in the middle of it and went back and listened to that Boston George and Diego joint. Okay, because so this is there. more, but this is more ADD than it is like a flaw in the music. Like you just, you really just need to focus on listening to what you're listening to and not jumping back to the stuff you'd rather hear. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, want my old shit, buy my old albums. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, it was that kind of, it was that kind of thing. Because then, and that brings me to my main criticism is back that I think the biggest part about it in the streaming era, they're making albums too long. The albums are too long because they want the streams. Yeah. Yeah, nobody wants to, especially somebody like Jeezy who really gives a fuck about what his number's gonna come back. He doesn't want to put out nine songs and it comes back 80,000 the first week. He wants to put out 19 songs that at least could put him over 100,000 spins, maybe. I'm not mad at it, though. I'm I'm not mad at any of his albums. You gotta play the game, you know? I'm not mad at any of his albums. As I look through it, I'm not mad. But what I am mad about, we ain't even talking about Lil Brother because it came out on a Tuesday. Um, Where do you put that one? I, mean, I thought it was going to give me the listening to vibe that I needed, but certain you could tell, A, they missed the Knife Wonder Snare. They missed the Knife Wonder Snare. I don't know, man. Like, to me, it was like, I've never had, I've never heard a better example of some of a group picking up where they left off before. My they nigga, definitely like, did with the bars and the hooks. I mean, and the skits. They, they brought the back, skits. they were probably the last ones outside of Kanye's second album. And even Kanye's second album had too many skits, if you want to be real about it. But they were probably Seven the last, right there. they were probably the last ones to get off skits on the album in the right way. So for them to bring it back real seamlessly, keeping everything under 60 seconds at the end of the song and all that shit, that was dope to me. Like, I mean, yeah, we was all looking for the Knife Wonder snare, but I think the guys they got in were all, you know, raised on Knife Wonder. So they all sounded like Knife Wonder beats. I thought it was super dope. I thought that, I mean, for real, until Rhapsody came out, that was one of the top albums of the year for me, until Rhapsody dropped. Yeah. That's Little Brothers album was the album of the year to you until Rhapsody. No, 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 no. It was one of the top albums oh, of the year. Okay. I think if if it had a spot in the top five, Rhapsody knocked it out. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that dope to me. I thought it was dope how Fonte was talking about being an Uber driver and how he was glad nobody recognized him. Oh, that no, was that some was of the that was Big Poo. Oh yeah, that was, was Poo. Because we were trying to you try to sell him that you worked at Lowe's, and I'm like, nah, no, no, no. Hey, you know what? And I know it's been well said online, but Pooh stepped it up. You know what I mean? Pooh, he stepped it up. He was like, "What do you mean?" Was, I mean, no, I mean, like he, he, he was. I think he had the baton on that album. I think he led the way lyrically on that album, concept and conceptually wise. I think Pooh was maybe a step ahead of Fonte. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I mean, Pooh. I was, was just rapping. enjoying I, the bars. I don't even think about who had the better of the better. But remember, back in the day, you could tell a Pooh verse from a Fonte well, verse. Yeah, back because then. Pooh always start off the ver- the whole song. I mean, he started off the song on these joints too, but well, he was a little more relaxed back then. He he yeah. came back with something to prove on this album, and I I heard you, Pooh. I heard yeah, yeah. you. Yeah, he was he was barring it up. Some Lord of that shit was Lee, Lee, But Pete the um, Rosenberg, that last joint, the last joint with uh, Fonte, where he was kind of the solo dolo. Oh, mm-hmm. he barred that mm-hmm. apart, my nigga. Like that was getting to as far as Pete Rosenberg, man. They were just tying up the storyline. That's all it was, man. They were just saying, imagine a radio guy who ends up running a label. You could see that storyline happening over the span of 15 years or some shit. That's all it was. I guess. You know, but fuck him. But yeah, that's yeah. all it was. Yeah. yeah. I'm with it if you with it. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I thought it was echoing in your headphones. Oh, yeah. That means I'm leaning too close to the mic. <laughs> that's it. But yeah. I think, I mean, that's really it for our, for our albums here. Um, 
And it's funny that you said it too, because I, I did go back and listen to Dark Twisted Beautiful Fantasy in the midst of listening to Missy's joint, because I got that oh, kind of vibe. Like, I just, I was just going back today. I would start one and I'd be like, yes, remind me. Let me go back and listen. I think, um, also, the Jeezy song with Gunna on there made me go back and listen to Lil Baby's whole uh, second mixtape. Mix hey, but I do want to say this. You was definitely right about Snoop Dogg's album. Snoop's album, the first, like, 15 songs are good. Yeah. Like, like the first, all the way up to the Nate. By the time Nate Dogg comes on, my yeah. nigga, I was having goosebumps. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> this nigga did it. Like, I'm like, the, the Jermaine Dupri joint was a little weak, but I'm on some fuck Jermaine Dupri shit this week, even though oh, I, I got to ease up a little bit. Got to ease up a little bit on that stance. It's just temporary. It ain't forever. I don't cancel niggas. But, um, no, that Snoop Dogg album was is high. It is fire. It's dope. I put, like, five or six of those in my regular rotation playlist, my nigga. Like, that shit was fire. And the Nate Dogg, oh, my God. Just anything for a Nate Dogg hook that we hadn't heard before. That wintertime in June, oh, so yeah, that's all I wanted to say. You was right about that. Yeah, let's hold on to that Dame Dash idea. Let's get into the second song of the evening so we can come back and talk about that whole situation. All right. Yeah. Cameron Sanderson, this one is called Kiss Me Better. What will the present be enough, hey? I tried but it was just too much, babe Oh god, I wish I didn't love ya Regardless of the circumstance God, I tried my best, I don't understand You fly until you fall, I fly until I land I'm a heart of glass and you're an earthquake Can we please just go our separate ways? I should know better, roses never last You can't seem to open your eyes anyway Can we please just go our separate ways? Said, kiss me better till I lose my mouth Kiss me better till you forget how Cause this is all that I wanted, all that I wanted, all that I wanted right now Yes, this is all that I wanted, all that I wanted, all that I wanted right now I love you 3000, you sweet child of mine Oh, Hannah means family, no one gets left behind And I know I don't have to think about you every night But I do, tell me what's the point with putting up a fight The future is scary but I got you I wish I didn't love you but I still do I'd be lying if I said it wasn't fading Life's not fair, God, I wish I could change it Kiss me better till I lose my mouth Kiss me better till you forget how Second song of the evening, Kiss Me Better by Cameron Sanderson. That was it. They had the tempo with it, didn't it? Yeah, a little I vibe like that. to it. Yeah. I, see, I like vibe. it when these artists give us two entirely different songs to listen to, trick or teeth, to see two how. Two sides. Yeah, to see how 
diverse you are. You're not just two sides one. of the same coin. That's it. Yeah. I like it. Shout out. Shout out to him, man. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shouts to our allies on the other side of the pond. Yeah. Um, shouts to the England that helped us win World War II. We couldn't have done it without y'all, so salutes to y'all. Sorry our country is in shambles right now, but we're going to get back right. Rock's report coming soon. <laughs> so, Jermaine Dupree went and vouched for your man, Jay. Because he had to. You think Jay put that pressure on him? No. He knew that he needed to step up and defend another black man from the slander that he was receiving in his name. So what do you explain Dame Dash doing on No Jumper? Uh, just explicitly doing what he's been doing for the last 15 or so years since the breakup of Rockefeller. Why? Because every time you put a mic in front of Dame Dash, he has something negative to say about Jay-Z. <laughs> Are you lending any credit to Dame Dash's opinion of Jay-Z? Are you saying there has to be something there because Dame has been this way for so long? I mean, he's never wavered in his stories, bruh. But look at Jay-Z's life and look at Dame Dash's life. Yeah, I mean, one's a smarter businessman than the other in the public eye, but that's because Dame Dash, rather than listening to understand, he listens to argue with you. Okay, well, that sounds like what happened here. So what's, what are we getting at? You know what I mean? Like, he's a very bitter and upset man at the direction their lives took once they were apart. Now, whatever you credit you give him, you have to also give Jay his credit. Jay, without Dame, has done this. But Dame, without Jay, hey, what did he say? Nigga said, hey, may hove, well, then make another hove. Okay? Because clearly you needed Jay-Z a little more than Jay-Z needed you. Nothing against Dame Dash, all the respect in the world, but if we're gonna if we're gonna be pitting them against each other, let's just call a spade a spade. It is what it is. I mean, I, under- I understand that, but... To the personal extent of things, he know Jay though. So if, if we just, just sit here and say that Jay did it for the bag, he know his man's. Bro, you don't know me if you knew me fifteen years ago. You don't know me right now. That's a fact. That is a big old fact. I say that all the time. Like if I ain't talked to you in twelve years, I, you don't even know who I am. No you more. don't know me. You don't know me if we was cool seven years ago. Right now, today, that's, you that's don't know fact. me right now. That's you know fact. what I mean. But, so that's the whole thing about it, man. Yeah, that's a fact. I mean, and then think about it like this. Like, we're talking about 15 years of growth. Mm-hmm. Of growth. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And what has Dame Dash shown us over the last 15 years? He ain't grown out of one bit. Right. And then, if, like, if I'm going to pick a hill to die on, I, it's not going to be the Dame Dash hill. And that's mm-hmm. just what a lot of these niggas decided. It was like for all his tenacity mm-hmm. and for all his marketing skill and his ability to get in these rooms, he's burning bridges that we need to cross. Why does he harp so much about being a CEO? So he it's, he his thing was that if you own your own media company, you're still not a boss of your own shit because you're still media. So you're industry. How the hell does that make any type of sense? He's beginning his argument from a flawed position. It's like building your house on the sand. If I'm already a boss... <laughs> How can there be a problem with me being a boss already? All you talk is that boss shit. But you found an angle to where the way I'm a boss doesn't count. Jay has his own streaming services. He has his own sports agency. Mm -hmm. He has his own uh, vodka. Mm -hmm. He has his own label. Mm -hmm. Uh, He has more than that. (laughs) I can't name it all. Mm -hmm. He owns all of it. Mm -hmm. For somebody like Dame Dash who preaches bosshood and ownership and all that and never working for anybody because that's not what we do. You can call another man boss. 
he should be proud of Jay. He should be proud of Jay Z. He should be proud of his student, if anything. Like he should be proud to see what Jay's done with his guidance. You know, I mean, with what he did in the beginning of his career. Wasn't Biggs recently working with Dame, and then they separated? Recently, I don't know, but I know that he recently began working with Jay again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's managing artists under Rock Nation now. I don't know how close him and Dame were if they had a fallen out or not, but I know Biggs did some Fed time too for like a year or two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. When he came out, I, th- I believe that he started working with Dame on something, and then all of a sudden now he's back with Jay. Yeah, yeah, because uh, he probably went to the offices and was like, "Oh, so you at the crib and Jay's at <laughs> on Fifth Avenue, or you know, excuse me, Jay's in uh, Calabasas now or some shit, Beverly Hills, where you know he had to move the he had to change the whole coast to change the forecast. Remember when he got all that yeah, shit? Yeah, he got on his had to move to the West Coast. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. He getting his flyboy. He got on his. I'm trying to keep my girl. So right. she said, "I got in all this trouble in New York. I want to live in California now." <laughs> You remember when Beyonce went on tour and wouldn't come home because she was mad at Jay? <laughs> like, you, you, do you remember her extending her tour, her world tour, for like six more months because she wasn't fucking with Jay? Yo? No, not at all. Uh, you don't want those problems, my nigga. <laughs> <laughs> well, is... So does, but does Jay's power also come from him being right beside Beyonce? Yes. Okay. Next question. Okay. Right. <laughs> it's like he's Tuxedo Mask and she's Sailor Moon, my nigga. Like. I don't know how familiar you are with Sailor Moon, but she had all the power, and he only existed because she needed a man there. (laughs) Is that really what his purpose was for? I only Uh, watched Sailor Moon because it came on before, so I always caught like the end 10 minutes of Sailor Moon, because I think Power Rangers came right after You only caught the part where Tuxedo Mask showed up and said something, and then she saved the day. Yeah. Yeah. Useless. Wow. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't You really be watching animation, (laughs) yeah. No, I used to love some fucking Sailor Moon. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be honest crazy. with you. I ain't even gonna front. Like, and I'm very scared of theme song too. Yeah, it was fighting evil by moonlight, winning love yeah, by yeah. daylight. <laughs> Never running from a real fight. She is the one named Sailor, Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon. Yep. <laughs> Never turn your back on a friend. But um, oh, I do think that a lot of Jay Z's influence came from uh, Beyonce getting behind him. I don't think all of it did, but I do think that when they came together and stayed together, it created a force that really, literally had to be reckoned with. Like, you can't fuck with Beyonce. And I think Jay knows that and how he moves. Who's under that as far as celebrity? Under Jay and Beyonce? Yeah. Uh, probably Diddy is next. No, I'm talking about, like, power couple-wise. Power couples? Yeah. Uh, ain't nobody staying together like Jay and B, and they almost didn't make it. Yeah. But, hey... That one night in the elevator brought us like four dope ass albums, my nigga. We got Lemonade, mm-hmm. 444, Solange's Joint, and then yep. we got the Carter album, yep. which was fire. Mm-hmm. That was one night in the elevator. Billion dollars in the elevator got us four classic albums, my nigga. What's the over under on the, the NFL timetable for Jay? What you mean? For answering these questions that we need answered. Uh, I think we're going to know something by the time Super Bowl kicks off. It, it died down pretty quick. Uh, all the the anger towards Jay Z now is like the people that are fighting for injustice are fighting each other. I mean, because it was a, I think it was a flawed position to begin with. They do they really do try to divide and conquer, but sometimes we're faster to divide and conquer than they even anticipated us being. Mm-hmm. Because initially, I think everybody should have just come out and said anybody bringing more attention to it is a positive thing. Right. It's Jay Z. Who else but Jay Z? He he, mm-hmm. he doesn't need. He has all the credit in the world. Mm-hmm. We would have just come out and said more power to everybody. It would have died down that day. 
but because people wanted to come out and be fucking outraged over the dumb shit, like, that's what gave it legs for a few days, and he still didn't say shit. Even the people who got caught up in the rumors had to come out and clear it up. Jay Stilley said shit. Right. And he Two said, people that he need said to talk- in an interview, like, look at how everybody talked about title. I just work behind the scenes. I just make sure the job gets done. He said, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, the two people that need to say the most ain't saying shit, Colin Kaepernick and Jay. He's like, Jay's like, I look, I've always let my actions speak, mm-hmm. period. And he's just going to keep letting his actions speak. Like, I, that's what I was saying on my show, the On The Rocks podcast, exclusively on SoundCloud. I was saying how, like, Jay doesn't need any of this. And he's never been the type to come out and tell y'all what he was doing and why he was doing it. Like, like he said in his interview, the same interview everyone's picking apart, he said, mm-hmm. look, I can tell you how many people I got out of jail. Yeah. I can tell you how many people I got free last year. I can tell you everything I've done, but what have you done? Like, what have you literally done? Right. You know what I mean? And that was a good question to ask because niggas can sit around wild outrage, mm-hmm. but ask yourself, what have you done besides type a thousand words on Twitter about the shit? That's a fact. Or even the guy podcast and talk about it. Even the guy who was registering people to vote, who were waiting in line in Popeyes, even he has a leg to stand on because he was actually doing something. Mm-hmm. He wasn't reposting a meme saying like, "Oh, if you can buy a chicken sandwich, you can vote." Hey, newsflash: it's hard to vote. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not easy to vote. You got to take off of work. You got to stand in fucking line. You got to have the right paperwork. You have to not be a felon in some cases. You have to do. It's not easy. So don't compare voting to a chicken sandwich. But at least that guy was down there actually doing something. He's actually literally clipboard in hand, registering people to vote, not just resharing a meme about it on Facebook. So that was dope. Shout out, shout out that man room for just doing that whole Jay-Z cape. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Lastly, you say you watched the Dave Chappelle thing. I know um, yeah. Kanye was out there and he did his Sunday service for Dave Chappelle. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about the Sunday service in general? Oh shit! I don't know, man. You got me. You 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 got me back into a corner on this one. Um, it's probably incredibly blasphemous. It could be. But I don't think it's actually sacrilegious. Though, it, it, I, I'm saying it could be. It it's could just be praise and worship. That's all it is. That's what I mean. And it, to me, I don't see anything wrong with that. Like I think that's what church should be. But I have to go in church to be an authority on what church it's should not be. Like and... you're spreading the word unless DMX come through. My point is, I am not an authority on going to church, so I can't speak on what is or isn't blasphemous. But it does sound like somewhere I could probably show up at on a Sunday morning. I'm <laughs> like it might get me out of it. About the whole merch side of it, that's the only thing that bothers me is the merch side of it. But outside of that, um, if you want to rock out with a choir because it sound dope, everything sound great with a choir. So, so now all of a sudden you want capitalism to bother you. Now capitalism bothers you. Well, now. Yeah, yeah, if you're selling now. upside down crosses and stuff, that's, uh, that's kind of like... Now capitalism bothers you. So it doesn't bother you that somebody has to pay for the water to go to black people in Flint because capitalism. But it bothers you that Kanye wants to sell a t-shirt. But you're happy to benefit from the system of capitalism when... when, when you know what I'm talking about. You just made up a whole bunch of shit right there, bro. What <laughs> <laughs> hey man, let the man sell shirts, man. Y'all already let him pretend like he's Jesus, so he's selling shirts too. What the hell? He called himself Jesus a few albums back. Now he's selling shirts, and now you mad? Now yeah. you mad? Come on, I, man. Yeah, I, we already discussed this. The upside down crosses, and he uh, has a song you... called "I Am a God." And you mad at him selling a, a sweater? 
Come on, man. You should have been outraged in 2013, bro. It's too well, late. We now. had that it's conversation cool. about him being a guy. We already talked about this. He going to be selling snapback thorn. We talked about thorn. this in a living room selling, for hours. He going to be selling snapback thorn crowns oh with MAGA gosh. on the front of him. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Yeezy season 10, my nigga. <laughs> <laughs> a snapback crown of thorns with MAGA on the back, nigga. Watch. He wants the he wants the outrage. The outrage is the marketing at this point, and it's sad to say it, but the outrage is the marketing. And I, I think it failed for him. I, I think it actually failed for him in 2018. I think it lowered the quality of his music and lowered the quality of his impact in, in pop culture. So I do think he's gonna recalibrate and try to come back in a more respectful way when he tries to come back out. But I think 2018 was a flop for Kanye. As much as I love and respect him, I think that everything he tried was a failure in 2018. Hey man, shout out to you. That was a hell of a way to gather it all back up, man. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. Man, I do a podcast like on SoundCloud on the My rocks. My goodness, I ain't got nothing to say after that, yo, because I completely agree with you on that part. Like, yeah, I mean, since Life of Pablo, that whole thing has been just a downward spiral from. It's been a mess, man. And like, he's my hero, my nigga. Like, that's my hero. I need to see him pull it back together. I almost give Kim Kardashian credit for keeping him together. You know that she's literally held back some of the worst shit he wanted to do. He, she made him scrap a whole fucking album and was like, this ain't it, Chief. Yeah. <laughs> like, go back and redo that motherfucker. That's facts. So, yeah, man. Like, shouts to Kim K. I, I hope that Black Twitter don't kill me for that one. You know they hate her ass. My <laughs> <name>. like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they made it this far in the show. All right. <laughs> I'll be doing that on my show, too. <laughs> like, if you're still listening, shouts to you. Shout out to you. <laughs> new drop alert. New drop alert. New drop alert. Sun- Sunday. Saturday. Saturday noon. We will boy. be back with three more new music videos. And these are new new. These ain't like new to us. These are like new new videos. New new for you, you. Yeah. And well, I've actually got uh, quite a few people sending emails about getting put on the drop. So shout out to y'all for that whole I put that got got music video post up yeah. there. And yeah, they 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 uh they responded out quite well. So we will get that up and ready for you. Um, shoot, this weekend is Warrior Weekend, so we'll be back on Saturday during the weekend with the drop. Then on Monday, we'll be back to celebrate Memorial or Labor Day. Shout out to Labor everybody Day. on Labor Day weekend. Yeah. So, yes, it's going to be an event from now to this weekend. Catch up on everything. Let's go. Catch up on everything. All right. Oh, and tomorrow on Couch Coaches, we're doing the live draft, 830. Y'all want to join? Join us. Till next time, gang. We out. Mm, mm, we out. What's going on, man? Show with your boy Tiggy Ten Mill here. Hey, man. Sham God's got it here, man. Hey, listen, man. Appreciate y'all listening. Appreciate y'all watching. Make sure you hit them buttons: like, follow, subscribe, comment, all that. Do all that, man. Catch us here live Mondays, eight thirty p.m. Join the conversation.